Hello and welcome to the Gentlemen of 251. I hope everyone had a good week. It is currently Halloween for where we are, so happy Halloween to everyone out there. Yep, uh, we're back with a new and today a spooky episode. <laughs> Very spooky. Uh, yeah, Halloween night. It is. So we're going to be talking about Halloween in general uh, and especially during our unique time. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little about pandemic projections, and we will see where we are from there. And we'll just kind of go off. So it's Halloween, Jack. It's currently Halloween. It is. Uh, and the fact that we're recording an episode on Halloween right now is kind of a testament to the fact that there is literally nothing going on on yes. Halloween. Uh, yeah. Which is a little bit sad, I will say. Not Not specifically for us, but for everyone. Yeah. Well, I I'd say view being from viewing social media stories, there's there's people that are sitting in their dorm like us where they're doing random things or they're out a very populated and not socially distanced and no mask party. Doesn't seem to be much of an in between. There is not much of an in between at all. I mean, I suppose our group of friends might be that in between. I mean, earlier tonight, we had a socially distanced movie night but uh which is which is in person but it's also something to do and it's not it's i mean it's not a party obviously but you know it was it was a good time but yeah other than that there's really no in-betweens from what i've been seeing tonight yeah which seems weird to me because we we can talk about this but there seems to be the sense that we i mean osu is taking steps to try to discourage people from uh having parties but it seems like in doing so, they're kind of just killing the middle ground and forcing kids to one of the extremes, if I was to analyze that. Yeah, I yeah, I, I would say I agree with that because there's obviously the kids that just do not care and will go out with no mask and party it up with an entire frat house. But uh, other than that, it seems like OSU is kind of restricting what we can actually do and everybody's mm -hmm. kind of cooped up inside. Yeah, which I think a prime example of that was we were going to play football on the field where there's a massive lights, and they turned off the lights tonight for some reason, which we assume is because uh, they wanted to discourage kids because they're always on on a Saturday night uh, and every night, really. So I, I really don't know why they chose or are choosing to do things like that. That seems very strange to me. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either because at least the way we look at it is we're just going out to play football. It's socially distant. We'll probably be wearing masks and it's something fun to do that we can do in person and they shut off the lights. I mean, come on, what's, what's up with that? Seems and very strange. To me. It is very strange. It was only like nine o'clock on a Saturday night. Yeah. It's not like there's trouble going on. I mean, everybody else <laughs> is either cooped up or at a party somewhere. Yeah. With the two extremes, which I think that, I don't know. I think it's, this is a fine line to walk because there are kids that are inside because they have a good sense of social responsibility in the midst of a challenging pandemic time. But if I'm going to be totally honest, I think most kids are just doing what they would do any other Halloween year, <laughs> which is kind of, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say sad, but I mean, the fact that we're in an engineering dorm, they're not exactly the most social kids not I've, the party dorm. I've met. It's it's not the party dorm by any stretch of imagination. No. 
which is fine, I suppose. But I, I do wonder to what degree, because there are kids who, I mean, mostly people, I've always wondered this. If you post yourself at a party in social media, you can't be a politician again. Like your political career is over. Yeah, because no, that's yeah, you're right. Bite you in the butt if you're at a party in the pandemic and like, oh, well, they have no sense of civil responsibility. So I'm good. So when I run for president, <laughs> when, you run when for I president. run for president in 2040, I will not have pictures of me in a pandemic unmasked with a bunch of people. So yes, I'm, I'm clear. I'm clear. That's good. But no, you're no, you're you are right because I mean, theoretically, if I mean, I guess this kind of goes for any school, not just our school, but if the school caught wind of pictures of people unmasked hanging out in large groups, they could get in trouble. They could, but which I think is okay. I'm not. I'm not particularly against that. But I, I, I more think that that's going to be an issue because there's always been the issue of if you post something stupid on social media, that's going to get you in trouble. Mainly, even just with getting a job, because like most people don't realize this. Oh, an employer will usually look you up on social media if they're going to hire you. Like that's yeah. kind of the first thing they do. And if they immediately see things that are normally sketchy, then they're like, oh, this is not my kind of person. I do wonder if that's going to take an effect now with the pandemic. If you see post of like a bunch of people and you're like, they really didn't do much. Yeah, I don't I don't see it being too much of a problem in the future if a company mm -hmm. looks you up and sees you during the pandemic. Yeah. But right now, if a company is hiring and sees you on social media with a bunch of people en masse at a party, mm -hmm. I would not if I was hiring, I would not want to hire someone like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just not responsible. Well, it's just it's such a strange time. We were up on the roof of a parking garage because there was not much to do, and they shut off the lights. And there was a security guard up there who we talked to a little bit. We can talk about this, but yeah, he he was he very much had the demeanor of like he was just kind of done with like the pandemic <laughs> yeah. in general. Yeah, he he. Well, I mean, done with the pandemic. I if I were him, I would not want to be working security up on the roof of a parking garage <laughs> at nine o'clock on Halloween. But although there weren't, there was really wasn't much people up there. No. But yeah, no, he was he was just kind of done with the pandemic, and he was a really nice guy. Actually, we talked to him for a little bit, and I mean, it seemed like he really understood what we were going through. We understood what he was going through. Yeah. And yeah, there's just kind of a mutual sense of we all want this to be <laughs> over. Yeah, I think that's the case. With everybody, else. I think is. I'm kind of curious because I do think things are going to start loosening up to a degree, but I do wonder to what degree that'll be because everyone's everyone's done with this. Everyone's done. I mean, we're talking about it, but everyone's done talking about it. Everyone's done having to deal with it. So I think to a certain amount, I mean, maybe after the election, things will just be like, listen, just do what you want to do. I really don't care anymore. Yeah, well, I think it also depends on who gets elected and that's true what actually happens with that because we'll see how much yeah actually i'm not gonna, <laughs> i'm not sure how far down that road we want to go tonight but yeah i think it will depend on who gets elected and you know what steps they take depending on what the pandemic is looking like going forward i mean mm -hmm. who knows where we are with the cure or any yeah. sort of vaccine or attempt at a vaccine yeah but, I mean, we really have no idea i mean although this this is kind of unprecedented because i don't think there's ever been a time in human history to this level where 
literally every company that could be working on a vaccine is working on a vaccine. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, you look at like, I don't know, not throw out a deadly virus, smallpox. Not every single medical company was lur- working on a cure for smallpox. Mm-hmm. But with this... Yeah. I suppose that's a little bit off topic, Which, but, we'll, you know. <laughs> we'll see. I, I can't imagine. I mean, my one concern is that I don't know if, if we don't get a vaccine in the past. It's been when you don't get a vaccine, there's a year of just herd immunity takes place. But since we are being so safe about it, herd immunity really isn't going to happen for a long period of time. Yeah. So if they don't get a vaccine, it's probably going to last another year or two until they get a vaccine. What What's going to change? Well, it's either it's either going to be vaccine or it gets to the point where so many people have had it that it's not much of a threat anymore exactly but that could take so long that's my one concern with this well, but i think either way it could be long yeah either way it's gonna be a very long time so i think one quick topic we're gonna talk about and then we're gonna try and transition to something that's not pandemic because we don't want to just only talk about the pandemic <laughs> all day yeah um but we want to briefly talk about what our thoughts are on the projections of the pandemic not necessarily on um like what it's going to be like, but once it is over and we're like in our forties or older, <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't say okay, that. Well, no, no, no. It's going to be over before the we're in our forties. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that when we're older, what do we think the the effects of it'll be on our generation in the the farther future? So what I mean by that, I don't know why I said forties. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess it will affect us when we're it in will. our forties, technically, because we're all going to be saying. When we're older, back in my day, I had to yeah. survive a global pandemic. Yeah, we talked a little bit about this on the last podcast, so we we have the high ground over all of the uh, all of uh, the younger generations, or at least the moral high ground. <laughs> I have the high ground. Yeah, not the Star Wars, not the literal high ground. <laughs> not the literal high ground. Yeah, I mean, technically, it's more of the low ground. We're it's, yeah. it's not a good ground to be on. No, it's not. But that's that's okay. I I think that in the future. I I do think that a lot of more school work slash uh, workplace stuff will be online. But my also I could picture that happening back. I could also very much picture the exact opposite happening, where once you can be in person, we're like, listen, let's just be in person. It's not the same. We've been like scarred by online things. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I I kind of want to go off on that because, on uh, in terms of online versus in person, I think socially. Yes, everyone is going to want to go back in person immediately. Everybody wants to hang out, go to mm-hmm. concerts, what have you. But I think in terms of work and maybe school to a lesser extent, I, I wouldn't think so as much. But I think uh, different companies are figuring out, well, hey, we, we're still able to work yeah. remotely. We don't have to have everyone in the office. And it goes beyond just having... I mean, having people in the office, I mean, that goes to like utilities, for example, you're spending less money on mm-hmm. running a building or whatever it is. And yeah. companies are kind of figuring that out. Like, hey, it's not essential to have every single person in the building. So why not have some people at home more often? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I could, I think that more, I think a lot of workplaces will be a lot more in person. I, I think there's some kind of permanent scar. Like, you know how, this is a very bold example, but you know what, after a war, like World War War II, that generation very much settled down in a sense where nothing really yeah. exciting was going to, there was no, like, there was civil unrest, but the baby boom, the, ba- the baby boom, but then there was a lot more like 
there was let the, the sense of purpose and adventure had kind of been satisfied by that generation. I think in our pandemic sense, that's almost the exact opposite where we have a deprivation of in-person purpose and goals where you're going to have this massive influx of, I want to be in person. I want to have a set goal. I want to have a purpose um, yeah. after the pandemic, which is why I think workplaces, I don't, I can't picture workplaces being too much online in the future. No, I, I wouldn't say they go entirely online, but I'm, I think I'm just saying is companies are figuring out that you don't necessarily need to be in person. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it depends on a case by case basis, but I think some companies are like, well, Hey, if you can work remotely, this maybe this is easier in some respects. I mean, we already found out everyone can use Zoom somewhat efficiently and stuff like that. But yeah, the resources. Are I there. don't know. Yeah, the re- the resources are there to be remote, which I think have been increasingly more developed as time goes on with all this online learning and yeah. online working. Yeah, I do wonder, I think in the short-term effect, there's going to be a lot less, I could be wrong here, I'm not sure about this, but my current prediction is that school will become less of something that's a hassle, in a sense, because the bar is so low. Like, if you were, like, a freshman in high school, you're probably going to go back to normal, see around your end of sophomore, junior year, my prediction. And I think that sense is going to be like, oh, school isn't that bad, at least for, like, in-person and stuff like that. I could be wrong with that. I could be very off with that, but that's my prediction. Yeah, well, I think it's... <clears throat> oh, my... <clears throat> wow, I can't even talk. <laughs> I apologize. My uh, chai latte is getting to me. Yeah. I have a different drink every episode, and I, I found <laughs> out that chai lattes are maybe not the best for doing a podcast, but... um, Not at 11 at night. Not at 11 at night. Yeah, I'm sure the caffeine will keep me up. That'll keep me going. Um... Now, now I completely lost my train of thought. Yes, but uh, that's um, okay. Yeah, we were talking about schools and oh yeah, I think at least for me personally, and I think some of my friends definitely feel the same way that it's weird that we kind of took school for granted. <laughs> we really not did. not necessarily the learning part of it because we we're still learning remotely and stuff like that. But just the social aspect of it, mm-hmm. like how much time you spend with people. I mean, we're what, seven, eight hours a day at school. And yeah. that's all spent with different people, with friends and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's it's just seven to eight straight hours of social interaction yeah. cut straight down to zero, mm-hmm. at least for for a time there. And I think a lot of us really took it for granted. Because, I mean, we are we are social beings. Yeah. We, we want to have that interaction. And it's just weird completely losing that aspect for a while. And I think we're starting to get it back a little bit. Or at least yeah. we are, but... To a degree, I'd argue. To a degree. But yeah, it's kind of a harsh realization, I would say. It's very abrupt. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Yeah, I don't want to go too much off of the pandemic because everyone talks about pandemic and it's not very really moving. Do you want to talk about like music or something? Yes. Less, uh, like, yes. So related? we're gonna go for a somewhat uh, not rough transition, but 
Guess what everyone does when they're sitting at home during a pandemic? They listen to music. That was a good transition. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. I tried. I tried. Thank you. That was pretty good. So I, I don't, you listen to a lot of country. I do. I listen to some country, but I listen to a lot of other music as well. So we can talk about, we had this conversation a long time ago, but I think that it's interesting to listen to Think about what kind of music you listen to, how it affects you as an individual, and who you are in a sense. Because we had a slight conversation. That's, that's we did. a general overview of what, this, what we're probably going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We were yeah to kind of go off of that. We were we were talking about yeah how the music you listen to affects you, but also how you are as a person influences your music choices. Yeah, the causation and the effect, because it's, it's not a clear line. So we should give more context in this, because we're kind of just going off. Yes. So I, I have a belief that I think that the music you listen to and who you are, there's obviously a correlation in that sense. Very clearly. That I, Yeah, because, I mean, there's the obvious stereotypical ones that if you listen to country music, you, you don't... You don't really act. You have a certain demeanor, stereotypically, about yourself. That's very different if you listen to hip hop or rap or I don't know. Jazz is not really in, obviously, but there's very different genres that you have different demeanors about you. Um, and I think that's such a that's an it's an interesting topic of how is that decided for you? Because do you start listening to the music and then take the persona and the stereotype one could say of that music listener to yourself or are you attracted to that certain music based on your values or you know your personality yeah well i mean and you mentioned with stereotypes i once again it goes both ways because i mean if you take me for example people will look at me or talk to me and then make a guess on what kind of music i listen to or they'll hear what music I'm listening to and then make a guess on my personality or my demeanor or lifestyle. Yeah. So it, I mean, it goes both ways in all sorts of senses, which I don't know. There, there's really no clear line there. Yeah. Well, it's a nurture nature thing. I, I mean, you, for example, we were out on Halloween. You had your cowboy hat on because you have a cowboy hat and boots and, and boots and, and pearls and, <laughs> and my, and my wranglers. Yeah, so you it it was very much that way, and I we there was some other people, another guy had a cowboy hat. He told you a nice hat. I think he thought you were wearing a costume. I I think he did too. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I should mention that uh, I I do wear a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. I mean, I I am a cowboy. I do I walk the walk, talk the talk. But I mean, I, for that guy, I'm sure it was a costume. Yeah. But for me, it's it's not. I just that's what I happen to be wearing. Mm -hmm. And like I was telling some of my friends tonight, like he was looking at me like I was wearing a costume. <laughs> this is literally what I wear to work. I yeah. mean, I, I go to work in my Wranglers and my Pearl Snap and my hat. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it fits the work I'm doing. And that's, that's just who I am. Yeah, which I think that. That kind of works both ways with music taste, because there are other people that we know that definitely have very different music taste, uh, which they don't wear cowboy hats or anything like that. They would remotely look like that. It's just a different vibe that you put off in a sense that yeah. each person has individually. And I think music plays such a large part in that for some reason, which is odd because it really doesn't have to in a sense. It really shouldn't. Right. Well, I think, and both build off of each other. I think your personality and the music you listen to 
I mean, obviously those tastes and personalities can change, but I think they both are so interconnected because I, I don't know about you. I don't know about all my other friends and stuff, but I'm a very, even though I probably can't sing very well, <laughs> regardless of the fact that I do sing, but um, I listen to music a lot. Yeah. I mean, most of the day, whether I'm tuning out of class, I mean, I mean, not tuning out of class, def <laughs> definitely not tuning out my yeah. classes, <laughs> but you know, every, every free moment I usually have an earbud, earbud in yeah. listening to something. Mm -hmm. Just listening to some kind of music. And it's, I think it's important also to recognize that today we have access to literally any song at yeah. our fingertips. fingertips. Yeah, well, I mean, between YouTube and Spotify and all yeah. those other sites, I mean, we have so much access to all this different music, literally any artist or song you could ever think of. Mm -hmm. Which that seems, I think that's such a unprecedented time in a sense, because we take that for granted. But even like yeah, we do. 20 years ago, you'd have to go get a CD. Yeah, I know. That'd be so different to a sense you couldn't i don't think you could quite have that sense of individuality in a sense where you could pick your music because when you're exposed to these you almost get to pick and choose what songs you like if you lived i went in an era where you only were exposed to music by other people that you were around that had cds i think that would definitely change your music taste yeah i, I agree i think without the ability to discover music in the way we do because even even looking beyond the fact that you can search up any song you want, I mean, take Spotify, for example. It will recommend music to That's you. That's a good point. Either it'll give you, like, I don't I don't know all the specific terms, but it'll say, here's some based on what you're listening to, here's some recommended songs, or here's some fresh songs you may never have heard, mm -hmm. and you should try these genres or artists or whatever. Yeah. Which that's an interesting aspect because they, they're recommending music that they kind of think you want to hear, but they also recommend music that you haven't heard. I don't I don't know how the Spotify and YouTube algorithms work, obviously, no. but uh, I think that's an interesting effect on what kind of music you listen to. Because I'll discover music, if I discover music, it's usually by, it came up in my feed when I was just kind of listening and letting it go. Yeah, I think the, the way I, I mean, I guess I... I kind of go across YouTube, Spotify, and Pandora. And I think Spotify is usually where I build my playlists and stuff like that. And that's kind of where I throw all the songs I know. Whereas YouTube, I'll find something and recommend it. Or Pandora, I'll put it on shuffle and just let it find stuff for me. And I'll like songs and stuff like that. But I think I it's helpful to discover some songs on there. I, it really varies day to day. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the mood and stuff like that. I found one of the nice things about having online class, and you kind of mentioned it, is I can have background music in my classes. When right. I'm in like a lecture, I can just have like an extra headset on or even just play it through the same earbuds while I just have a nice little guitar in the background, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, specifically like. Well, I probably shouldn't mention specifics in case this gets around, but uh, <laughs> one of my classes, I can uh, either mute or turn the teacher talking way down. And since the teacher happens to use a PowerPoint presentation to present all the information, all the information I need is right on the slide. So I'll, I'll pop in some music and then just copy down the information off the slides. And that's 
that's all I need. I mean, it's it's nice. It's kind of it's almost a little relaxing. You can I mean, you got to take advantage of what you can do when you have these unique online classes, and I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it's nice. I, I've i listened to a lot of different music. I found different music um, just by popping on music. Uh, when I'm taking a test or quiz, I found it's nice just to kind of like have background music. It's kind of hard to study with music for me personally. Yeah, I mean, it varies for me, I would say. I think, yeah, it really depends on what I'm doing. I Sometimes I can really get in the groove, and it doesn't matter what music I have on. If I have music going, I'll just tune everything out and just <laughs> bust out some homework. That's fair. But at, at other times, it's more I have to have a specific, like, non-vocal. I mean, uh, oh, I guess I can admit this, but <laughs> uh, pro tip, listen to the Animal Crossing City Folk soundtrack. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's specifically because that game was a big part of my childhood, but... That music is just so relaxing. It's great for homework. Oh, I there is. This is a different topic. I almost with the nostalgia of effective music. Oh which yeah, we can that's talk true. about that because I think it's very, yeah. very fascinating. Because I was listening to the Minecraft theme the other day. Oh yeah, the Minecraft theme. And it was. I got so nostalgic because you have so many memories of like it's so good. It's it's good. It's it's the nice little piano. Well, n not even just the Minecraft theme specifically, but the music they play at the very end when you beat the Ender Dragon mm -hmm. during the, what Credits. is it, the poem, whatever it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that music specifically. It, I don't know. The, the nostalgia is just... It's just there. It's just there. It just, you know, it hits hard. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I would, you know, you, you, you start to remember like, oh, this is happening. This I thought it was interesting because it's something that I... I associate with a lot of things, but I think if you listen to a specific song or genre that you listen to at any time of your life, you feel like you felt then. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. No, that that does make sense. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it because I think there's a lot of genres I listen to are like, oh, I listened to this at this time in my life. That feels weird to like hear it again. And when you listen to something like Minecraft Sound of Fab, I'm just using an example. Yeah. Where you've listened to this as a background for a lot of hours of your life. Let's be real. I'd like to know how many hours I spent on Minecraft, but it's I yeah. think it's in the, the the hundreds, if not potentially the thousands, um, just from a long period of time. So when you hear that it you you get sent back to that feeling for a sense, which is yeah. strange. Well yeah, no, I, I I agree. I mean, I definitely have those songs and stuff. Like, I don't know how it is with your family, but specifically with mine, like, we, every time we drive down to the ranch, we have music going in the car. And, yeah. I mean, more so during my childhood, and I would say less so now, we would, we would have a lot of the same songs going most of the ride. <laughs> and this is like, two and a half hour drive so that's a, that's a you can get through a lot of music in two and a half hours yeah so i mean i don't know if i can name any specifics but there's just those songs that i'll hear and it'll just remind me of like car rides with the family like yeah. that's that's I mean, just even, what we played it during even like christmas music christmas music that's a big one yeah because i would always have the drive back from tacoma 
to Portland every Christmas because we would go up to Tacoma. Um, and I associate Christmas music with that drive back now. A lot of Christmas songs. A lot like, of Christmas songs. Yeah, I mean, you just, you you get that, that vibe and that sound back, which is interesting. That's such a powerful aspect of music that it doesn't really matter if the song's good because you still feel that way. Because I'll listen to a song and I'll think this is a great song and I'll play it two more times and I get two more times in and I'm like, eh, this is kind of, you know, it's not that good anymore. I listen to it too much. Yeah. Well, and we were talking about nostalgia and stuff, but it's interesting how much music can like connect you to something. Cause like mm-hmm. there's, uh, well, of course I'm going to reference a country song, but, uh, <laughs> there's a song by Eric church called Springsteen. And that's in, a good song. That's in, such a good song. Thank you. I love Eric church. We'll, we'll go down this road in a bit. We'll talk about country in a bit, but, mm-hmm. um, in that song, he specifically mentions, the lyric where he goes, um, it's funny how a melody can sound like a memory. And that line, I've always loved that line because it's so true. Like I can, if I hear a specific song, it'll take me back to like a specific moment. And I, I can name songs off the top of my head where if I hear them, like I am reminded of something specific. Oh yeah. I know. I I think everyone at least I hope everyone has those specific songs where you think and you get sent to a specific place or a specific time or both. Yeah. Well, yeah. And some, some of them like, they don't even have to be like big moments in your life. It's just weird how that works. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I guess I can throw out an example. Um, For me, like this is outside my normal genre of music, but the song sugar by Maroon 5, which, you know, normally, I don't know if I would listen to that song unless I'm listening to some 2000s pop throwback. But like, for some reason, my best friend and I in middle school would throw on that song at the beginning of art class <laughs> because we were, well, it was a big deal in art class to be able to use the iPads to listen to music welcome to middle school i guess but yeah we would always listen to sugar by maroon five i didn't know the song but my friend introduced me to it but it's weird because whenever i hear that song i think of like sixth grade art class (laughs) listening to that song on the ipads just doing whatever yeah it's just weird how that works it's i my specific song that i have many but i talk about if you listen to the john denver grandma's feather bed I get sent back to my my grandmother's car for some reason because you'd always play John Denver in the car. <laughs> Gotta love John Denver. John Denver. No, it's good. John Denver. Oh yeah, great. I love John Denver. Yeah. Um, but that one song, I heard it the other day because I don't know why I was listening to John Denver, but I was listening to John Denver and it came on and I remember I had a specific feeling of being in my my grandma and grandpa's car and being in the back seat. I it's, it's just it's incredible how much power music has in that sense it doesn't really matter what the genre is as long as it was some kind of music yeah well yeah i mean the same thing like with a specific memory like specific person i mean Mm -hmm. that's just kind of how it works i have all kinds of songs that remind me of different people whether it's the lyrics or listening to it with them it's just so strange 
how powerful that connection is. Yeah, and I, I, I was wondering how much of it is music and how much of it is sound because I was listening to a podcast when I was walking, and I had already listened to it, but it was particularly funny, so I didn't have much to do, so I listened to it again. Oh, were you listening to our podcast? I was not listening to our <laughs> podcast. Uh, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, as I intend to do, which is pretty good. Probably Joe much. Rogan, sponsor us. Yeah, I don't think he's going <laughs> It's it's a better podcast in most ways, but I I remember listening to it and he said a certain joke or something like that, and I immediately remembered where I was when I heard it last. Like I was like, oh, I was exactly yeah. here when I heard that joke again. And fun fact about me, I've never had deja vu, so that's I was almost what it felt You've like. Never had deja I don't, vu. I one in ten people don't get deja vu. That's really weird. I think it's one in ten. I'm not entirely sure. I've never You're had just it. Throwing out statistics now. No, I thought <laughs> I remember I saw something on that, but I've never had deja vu. That's a different topic. But... Well, that's okay because I get plenty of for the both of us. Okay, I get deja good. vu all the time. I don't know why. I don't know what it feels like. I'm genuinely curious what it would feel. I feel like I could. It's weird. It. It's weirder than a music connection. That's the thing. I, I'll say that. I'll, I'll have things like, oh, I was here, but I actually was here. Like I genuinely was there. Well, it's it's such a weird feeling in the moment too, where like it's it's in, it's instantaneous too. Like you'll mm-hmm. suddenly move into a certain position in a certain place and you're like, "Whoa. I've been here before." Mm-hmm. And like a, a lot of the time for me, it's I'll have something happen in like a dream and then it'll happen later and like mm-hmm. I'll get deja vu from that. And I it's weird. I don't know. I wonder what the science I, is behind that. I don't know. Maybe it's the circular motion of time screwing with my brain. <laughs> we just, if we, we want to go down the interstellar yeah, route, we're just watching every moment happens instantaneously or at that's the same it. time. <laughs> I think that's a much thing. longer discussion yeah, for a, another time. That's a very complex one. I, will, I wonder what the science is, why I've never had deja vu. I'd be very curious to see. I love when I'll see like a post. It's, you know how you see those posts? It's like, oh, deja What if deja vu is like your past lives? And I don't know. It's like, oh, I've never, in that case, I've never had well, a past life. Okay, no, it's, it's definitely <laughs> I know not past it's not. lives. But I know it's not. I just... I, I think it's because I'm psychic. I'm going to look up what uh, how many people... what. Not having deja. Oh, my phone's gonna die. Never mind. I'm not gonna. Look that Would up. you like me to look it yeah, up? Yeah, that'd on my be good. Handy dandy yeah, phone? yeah. We do have the resources here. Let's do it. I'm curious because I thought it was one in ten, but I think I saw it on a Good Mythical Morning a long time ago. As like a fun fact. Okay, how many people get get deja vu? Don't get deja vu. Oh, don't get right. Deja- don't get deja vu because don't. Will... Okay, don't get deja vu. Don't get. I can't type. Wow. I use that as a fun fact a lot, which is nice. That's a good thing whenever they ask for like a fun fact. So between 60 and 80% of the population experience it. So that's like, that's more that's, than one that's of two to four out of 10. That sounds right. But or I've never met anyone that says one to two out of five. Them. I've never met anyone that hasn't like has expressed. Well, I mean, how often do you talk about deja vu? I, not very often. <laughs> We should if take you, we should take a poll. No, listen to me. We had like twenty listens last time. If you listen to this and you've never had deja vu, and you probably know me, I'd assume. I don't know why else you'd be listening to this. Let me know. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious if there's people that I know that have also never had deja vu, if I'm just just crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, so it says sixty to eighty percent of people, which which is interesting. I don't hmm. I don't know. I now I'm looking at psychology today article yeah, but i don't we've know kind of gotten off the music road but that's okay yeah we, we can kind of work our way back to <laughs> we that we can work but... our way back to the music uh how should we do that let's do 
three recommendations for music. Songs. Three song for recommendations? Songs. Songs specifically or artists? Uh, we could do artists. Okay, if we're gonna do artists, I I gotta break out my top three artists of all time. Uh, number one, John Party. Gotta love John Party. I don't know what it is specifically about him that I love so much, but he he is a modern yet traditional country singer. He's very honky tonk. Which we, I suppose now I need to explain what honky tonk is. Or sh- oh, we'll we'll talk about that later. we'll talk about that in here a second. <laughs> I'm throwing out terms that people don't know about. Um, yeah. So John Party, number one, George Strait, number two, uh, King of Country Music. Uh, even I know I know people say they don't like country music, and I'm sure we can talk about that here in a minute. But uh, George Strait. Most, I feel like most people have probably heard one of his songs at some point or another, but fantastic artist. Number three, uh, Cody Johnson. He is a Texas artist who is mostly well-known in Texas. And I honestly don't know how I discovered him, but he's not super big outside of Texas, but he's got some great music. I should, actually, I should mention, I have... My first cowboy hat got signed by John Party, and my second cowboy hat is a Cody Johnson resistol. Well, you got so for some reason straight. both of my cowboy hats are related to two of my top three artists somehow. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm missing is George Strait. Ah, oh, you got to complete the set. I got to complete the set. I'm but, trying to uh, think what my answer is going to be. I think, yeah, so well, I can give three. I don't know if I could give an order. That's that's the thing. I'm well. Say. Yeah, I'm not sure mine's in order, but that's those are my top three. I'll yeah, just say that. That's fair. I'm I like a lot of different genres of music, but I'm gonna give I'm gonna stick with country for a second. I'm gonna say I like Luke Combs. Mm. I think he's my favorite country artist. That's fair. That's um, fair. He's pretty popular. Most people, if you know country, you probably know him. Uh, I like a lot of his songs. I like his slower stuff, um, which is my personal favorite i'm a and then second one very different genre i like a lot of post malone stuff i'm not gonna lie i know you don't really listen to him but i think he's got a lot of good stuff um i mean the circle is pretty good i'm trying to think of what my third would be because i want to say i i my brother eli listens to a lot of interesting music which is like, you know, like <laughs> what's interesting? No, like this, you've never heard of it. Like, like a band called Deer Tick and Dawes and those kind of music, which I love listening to as well. I've gotten bit by a deer tick. That I, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think it's quite the same. It's experience. probably not the band. I don't think so. Oh, I have my third one. Uh, I would say Ryan Bingham is my third favorite. Who he has a lot of western stuff, which is my favorite song of his. Was definitely South Side of Heaven. Strong oh, that song. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. You played. I played that once. Um, I need to get into him. He's good. He's got a lot of good stuff that I like. It's definitely a very specific vibe. It's different from Luke Combs and definitely different from Post Malone. Um, just in my sense, but. Yeah, I think those are my top my top three. I'd say I couldn't list them in order. No, that's fair. It's it's really hard to list. Uh, well, I guess anything in a top three order, but uh, yeah. Okay, just just having them in the top three is good enough. Yeah. And you threw out Western. Do we want to do we want to go down that road? We so 
Western and country are not the same thing, I've hence learned. Yeah. Um, um, I guess we should probably exp- yeah. try to uh, explain the difference. I feel like I, Western is, if you get the vibe of like a cowboy and like a horse and like a guitar, I'd say that's Western. If you get the vibe of like a concert or a, a honky-tonk, because we keep using that term, then it's definitely country, I'd say. I think that's my way of discerning. Okay. That's, okay. I understand that, but I disagree. Because, Ooh. because, well, actually, one of our friends wanted us to disagree on this podcast. Yeah, is that why you're disagreeing? No, that is not why I'm disagreeing. I actually have a disagreement with that. But I, I feel like I should mention that one of our friends was like, <laughs> well, it should be more interesting if you guys disagree more. So, mm. but no. Okay, so I disagree with that specifically because I don't necessarily think the topic of the song matters in western versus country because you mentioned Mm -hmm. like cowboys and horses and whatnot and i think a lot of that falls across both genres and not specifically western i i see what you're saying by like oh yeah if you think about these when you're listening to it it could be this Mm -hmm. and i and i also kind of disagree with the concert thing because i don't think well, I don't, I don't know. With with my country, it's not necessarily like concert country. Yeah. But, well, I guess I should describe how I differentiate yeah, them. Yeah. But, okay. The way I see it is more of how it's performed. I would say, um, because I feel like Western music is more of a focus, or I don't know maybe an amplification of the focus on the spoken voice and the vocal part of the song rather than the instruments. And there's, there's obviously still instruments in it, which is, mm-hmm. which is good, but um, there's more of a focus on that. It's more, there's more enunciation and focus on what's being put into the words. Um, so I, I don't know, a couple examples. And I think an artist can be in both genres, but I think, um, I'm trying to think of examples like, uh, this cowboy's hat by Chris Ledoux is a very Western song because a lot of the song is, I don't want to say spoken like a poem, but it's almost, it's more spoken word with some background instruments. And then the refrain is a little more, combination of vocals and harmony but then he goes back into the verses where it's a lot more spoken word yeah yeah i I can understand that perspective i think that to a certain degree it's they often blur together which makes it difficult yeah no i there's definitely a lot of crossover between the genres there are which i would there's one of the concert thing i think i can't imagine in my view of western i don't think you could have a western concert and have people jumping up and down i just don't i can't in my view of Western music is that you can't have that be Western in a sense. That, to me, what most people call Western in that sense kind of moves into Southern rock, I think. Because you get down to the basis of country and um, rock and blues and where those all kind of came together. But I, I would say the one thing I like about Western, I think that you might agree with this. I'm not sure you can give a response. But I think that songs today have significantly changed in a way that most of them 
aren't a story in a sense. They're more of whatever, like a verse and then like... A, a lot of country songs have stories, but a lot of pop music, it's not a story. It's like, I'm thinking no. of like Glenn Campbell and Johnny Cash, where it's like, it's a story in the form of a song. Chris Ledoux. Exactly. Which I think that to me is very Western. That's how I would define Western. Okay. Um... Yeah, I I would say Western does. I feel like Western is almost. I I was. It's actually funny because I was listening to a talk show earlier today that happened to have a country artist. Um, his name is Aaron Watson on, and they were talking about um his music and stuff like that. And he mentioned he's he's a very country artist. He's from Texas. His songs are very country. He's not mainstream at all. He's popular in Texas, but he's very not mainstream. And he's really stayed true to his own brand. And he was talking about his latest record. And the first song on there, he said, I don't want people to get turned off by because they know I'm a country artist. But my first song is sung like a cowboy poem, Hmm. which I didn't. I feel like a cowboy poem is a very unknown term, but that's a good way um, to describe. I've never heard that term, but I definitely understand what you mean when you say that. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good term for it because a cowboy poem, you know, it's, it's talking about life. And if you go listen to the song, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but if you listen to the song, you definitely understand how it's, it's, it's very much like a poem in a lot of aspects. And he, talks through it more rather than full-on singing with Mm -hmm. all kinds of accompaniments and harmonies and stuff like that yeah which you mentioned something that i want to talk about which is the fact that he uh was like don't get turned off on my music like don't get turned away from because of this one thing which i think country in general in a lot of genres suffer from this which is the fact that you have a stereotype of what the song is going to sound like and that you do i would very much like to talk about this that you do (laughs) or do not like this genre of music and therefore you will not enjoy or you will enjoy that music even if it's not that good which we all suffer from this i have noticed this when it comes to more rap and hip-hop stuff i wouldn't listen to it all just because i thought i don't like this music and then once you expose yourself a little bit you can learn to appreciate that music i was listening to a country song and i remember thinking this is a good song but i also remember thinking if i listened to this before i listened to country i would just be like oh this isn't good because it's because it's country and i don't like country but i i do now because i've eased yeah. into it yeah and yeah I, I get what you're saying about being exposed to it and trying to listen to it more um but I, I do have I do have a lot to say on this topic. I won't try to rant or anything. But um well first I'll talk about being exposed to it. Like for example, my sister is very different from me musically and across the board. But in every way <laughs> in a lot of ways. But which is not a bad thing. But that anyway. She listens to a lot of rap and pop. And being her brother i will overhear her music will be in the car and she'll be playing her music so i i have gotten i would say well exposed to the genres of rap and pop Mm -hmm. and it's not like something where i'll hear like half a song 
every other week or something. It's like I actually hear full songs. I hear a variety of songs from both genres. And, I mean, this has been going on for years, I would say. And even after hearing all of that and after all of that exposure, I can state that I do not like rap or pop. (laughs) There are exceptions. There's exceptions to everything. But, you know, like I... I do enjoy throwback pop songs like from the 2000s era that we grew up with, but, and rap, like I like Eminem and <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I can elaborate on any other Macklemore. I guess he counts Macklemore? as rap. Does he count as rap? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm not qualified to talk about the differences between rap and pop, but what I'm saying is I've had lots of exposure to both genres and even after all of that, I still don't like it. Which is there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. And then I, yeah, no, I go, think go I've uh, I think I've exposed or desensitized my family to country music just because I listen to the car. Yeah. Listening to the car is a big thing because if you listen to the car, it becomes normal, and then you just start to get used to it. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And here's here's the thing with country. Country, I think more than any other genre, and I think I I feel like this isn't really debatable gets more of a bad rep mm-hmm. than most other genres. It's the most dismissed because I just don't like it. Right, right. I mean, most of the people I know or talk to will say, oh, no, country is the worst genre. I don't like it. It's terrible mm-hmm. for... And usually that's that's it for them. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. I'm not going to listen to it. But they haven't had that exposure. Yeah. Or the way I have seen it is they haven't been exposed to real country. It's a good country. And I think that is the heart of the whole country music scene is what is country? What is real country versus what I typically call pop country? Or uh, I know another term is bro country. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if you know that term. I have heard it, but I don't know what it means. Um, but well, I guess starting with starting with bro country and pop country. Bro country it started, I don't know. I want to say the early two thousand tens. It it probably existed a little bit before that, but it's like it's kind of the stuff you hear in like stadiums. Like mm. I don't I don't want to pick like the low-hanging fruit but like florida georgia line or luke bryant Mm -hmm. like stuff like i got the girl in the truck and you know we're drinking and having a good time stuff like that it's not telling a real story about life it's just it's stuff you put on in the background to have a good time too yeah and it's it's not bad music it's just not real country Mm mm-hmm it has its place. I think all music has its place. It, it does have its place. I yeah. agree. In a certain vibe. Um, yeah, but I, I've wondered this, and we can talk about this a little bit, which is, I think that there is a danger in today's society, particularly, I think, where you can get... There are songs that can, I believe, make you depressed if you only listen to those songs all day. And I think country is one of those genres where you it doesn't let you. I think that's one of the no, things I do well, like about country. I think I think 
I'm sure I'm biased. I'll admit <laughs> I'll, biased. I will admit that I'm biased. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I know I am. But I think country is very unique in the sense that there is a song for every mood and emotion. Mm-hmm. I can, I mean, somebody can name an emotion or mood or something like that. And I will most likely have a song for that mm-hmm. or multiple songs. And that's what real country is. It's yeah. telling a real story about life. Whereas pop country is more, it's the stuff you throw on in the background. It's not really telling a story or, you know, yeah. And I, I suppose I should mention that it's more than just the lyrics. It, it's 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 so hard to elaborate on because there's not there's no set strict guidelines of what makes a real country song a real country mm-hmm. song. It's for me when I hear it, I know it. Yeah, I, I know that it's a country song, and I think pop country. I mean, you see it with instrumentation too. You get your you get your snap tracks and you get your electronic beats and. You don't you don't get your steel guitar, your fiddles, your real guitar, mm-hmm. drums and stuff like that. And I think country is also very unique in its instrumentation. I mean, there's yeah. very few genres that use a steel guitar. And I mean, steel guitar is one of my so favorite good. instruments. So, I mean, if you don't know what steel guitar is, go look it up and Isn't listen it our, to it. Isn't it our intro and outro? It well? is. Our so if you listen to our intro and outro, um it has a lot of steel guitar in it and it has such a unique sound that I think I I don't know if any other instrument can really I want to say it conveys emotion. Mhm. depending on the way you play it, which I think is very interesting yeah. and really contributes to a country song. Yeah, I mean, I I argue that one of the good things about country, in a sense, is that you can. I think the fewest of some genres that because they portray a certain stereotype or identity that can be used in a positive or a negative way. Where if they do portray good values, that that's good because it can reinforce those things. I think country has that sense where it does, where you can't you can be sad listening to country, but it's never a a victimization. I'm I'm extremely sad. I'm never going to get better. Sad. It's like a, a hopeful sad. I don't know. And there's always positive. There's always good things about country. I think that there are genres of music where you can fall into a trap so easily. Yeah. Of just that identity not being a good identity in a sense, and I think that's the danger. That for me at least, country doesn't have at all. Which I think country is the identity is good. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it it varies song to song, but like you were talking about the reputation of genres, and I think like country gets a bad rep because of the pop country and bro country that's out there. Definitely, and that stuff is not what I'm talking about when I say country. Right, and I, I really encourage anyone who's hearing this to go search out some real country, search out the artists that i mentioned that he mentioned and or i mean most of you listening to this know us ask me for recommendations because i will i will guide you towards the real country yeah i mean it's just all desensitizing in that sense of getting to the point where you can listen to a country song or any genre of song and not have those preconceived i'm not gonna like this or i'm gonna like this right and well like the thing i get a lot is i'll be talking about 
country with someone and they'll say like, oh, I hate country. And I'll mention a song like something like Johnny Cash or something. And they're like, oh, well, I like yeah, that. Exactly. I'm like, That's so country. you do like country. <laughs> that You like real country. You just don't like pop country and bro yeah. country yeah a lot of that's the thing when you when you play the songs you people's most immediate reaction is oh boy this is country i'm not gonna like this but i think if you give it a minute you can get used to the vibe and especially if you play good songs that's very helpful florida's little georgia line i mean they have some good stuff they definitely grow country but it's just the right context for the right kind of music at the right time works no matter what i think yeah, no, I I agree with that. And like I've it, it's so hard to try to get <laughs> to expose people to country because of the preconceptions they have about it. Mm-hmm. But like for example, we were in the car with some friends on a long ride and we were all like throwing out songs and stuff and I was throwing out some country songs and these are people who don't listen to country, <laughs> who don't like country and they're like, "Oh, this is this is actually pretty good, and it's but like a Red Solo Cup. Well, <laughs> yes, Red Solo Cup by Toby Keith was one of them, but other stuff like I mean, I think one of the songs I put on was uh, "Old Things New" by Joe Nichols, which is a much slower song but has very strong steel guitar. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, it's a very I want to say reminiscent song where he's talking about he's bringing back old things and making them new, which I think is, I mean, we were, we were talking about messages in the song. Yeah. Like he's talking about like, I'm going to go call up some old friends and have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a good message. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which I would, I would argue and you, but I know you have very different senses of music with, I do enjoy things that are like, post malone and those more mainstream in a sense not definitely not country music i think there's benefit to those having a diverse repertoire of musical taste in a sense because you can listen to those kind of things and i know you say you've been desensitized to that kind of stuff via your your siblings and car rides but i i would argue that once you can get truly desensitized you don't have to like the genre, but you can appreciate the musical elements of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I, I no, I, I get what you're saying with that, and I, I will say with certain artists and genres, I can appreciate the music and talent and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I can, I, I can respect certain artists and say it's not bad music it's just not what i want to listen yeah, to that's fair but i think at the same time hearing some of the stuff my sister listens to i i don't like it because well partly because i even after being desensitized to it I, it's not the genre i'd listen to but at the same time i don't see them having all that much musical talent but yeah that's fair i mean there are artists out there that obviously are just kind of riding the wave but right yeah yeah i think that one thing that i think i can appreciate more in a good example of this was when i would play i played a trumpet for a long time in middle school and high school and we get to do a jazz band stuff and we learned more about the theory behind it and how to improvise and stuff like that and i will find myself occasionally listening to a good 
old jazz improvisation song or even as a mainstream song and once you can appreciate those things that you can appreciate it's not a song that most people listen to but it it sounds cool it sounds great but i think part of it is because you can really appreciate the musical talent in just the creative things because if this is an example i like to use because when jazz musicians listen to jazz music the music they listen to is so crazy and wrong in a musical sense by the nature of like, the idea of jazz that to me and anyone else it sounds terrible it's just not good <laughs> if you listen to good jazz music air quotes you can't see that but it doesn't sound good because it's too far gone it's so it's so crazy we can't appreciate it yeah yeah, I can't say I listen to much jazz. No, which is fine because you don't have to. You don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I respect the talent of jazz musicians, and I, I mean, you can go free for all or whatever. It's just not my style. Yeah, which is fine. It's just I think once you reach a point where you are forced to appreciate it, and by having to try to do it, that kind of makes you appreciate it a lot. Um, you get to a point where it sounds good in a sense, just like when you watch a good sports team if you know how difficult it is you can appreciate it and it's more fun to watch versus if you you know you have no idea what you're watching it's not very entertaining because you have no idea yeah yeah i i I agree with that yeah and i think once again like the message itself within the song is a big part of it too because i think to kind of compare and contrast um like country i think the real country that I listen to, all of the songs have some sort of message, whether it's, and I wouldn't say any of them are negative, but a lot of them have different emotions. Like, I have listened to a lot of sad country, which, I mean, there's a time and a place for it, and I've listened to a lot of happy country songs, yeah. and I it varies on what kind of mood I'm in, but all of them have a very real message something that you can really connect with um both 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 the instruments and the vocals it's something Mm -hmm. i can connect with something that you know it just hits different yeah i i definitely agree with that because i definitely think the connecting with is a a, definitely a strong suit for me personally it's it's not it's hard to connect with songs where I, I, I swear, I have no real problem with swearing. I know you try and swear less. Or you I don't, don't swear at you all. You don't swear at all. Um, for me personally, when I hear a song where every other word is a swear word or the N-word, I can't connect with that. Like, I, I just well, can't connect with I, it. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because we have a friend who is very much into rap. That is almost exclusively what he listens to. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I cannot connect with those songs because yeah. either A, they have... <laughs> I love how I say A and I hold up one finger. <laughs> I'm My numbers and letters don't align. Anyway. A, they just have so much swearing in them. And yeah, okay. I don't swear at all. I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast already knows that. But... And I don't have any problem with swearing in songs. But the fact that the swearing is just so consistent I just, it's and just makes hard up, to listen to. it's hard to listen to. There's, you don't have to swear. That's that's another thing about country. I mean, there are definitely songs that 
can have a lot of swearing and it can be funny and stuff like that. But there, there's a place for that. But the majority yeah. of country, there's very little to no swearing. And it's mm-hmm. still a great message without it. And I just I just can't connect with yeah, rap with I, so much swearing. It, it's I'm not going to say it's a crutch for music, but I think to a certain degree, when there are songs that have so much of that. I think part of it is I can't appreciate this because I don't listen to it enough. If I listen, I'm sure if I committed and had listened to it a lot, I could understand the appeal. But to a certain degree, I think it can act as a crutch to good lyrics. And maybe that's just me not listening to enough lyrics, but I that's to a sense to me and those country songs do the exact same thing where it's just the point is not to have a good message or good lyrics just to be a funny or catchy song yeah well and i well i would say with real country it is more about the message and i would say yeah i mean well it depends on what your what's the goal of the song is i think right no it does depend on the goal of song but the other thing i was going to mention is i from the rap and pop that I've been exposed to, both through our friend and through my sister, the messages in the songs, if you, if you even if you exclude all the swearing, mm-hmm. it's just not messages that I can connect to or relate mm-hmm. to my life. It When I hear a song about... which It's hard to compare, because when I hear a song about a guy in a ranch with a truck. I, I obviously can't relate to that. I, I am I do not have a ranch or a truck. But I feel like almost the core values I can relate to a lot more so than when I hear a song about getting a lot of money and you know the drugs. Or, or yeah. That just whatever. doesn't that doesn't seem to my core values, which is why I kinda like Post Malone because he talks the songs that his values are different. He has a song about how like he's literally called rich and sad where oh i got a lot of money i don't feel satisfied i i was wrong this was not the way to go yeah. which i can associate with that more so but when i hear a song about like oh i am i have a lot of money even if that's not the main point of the song it's still the core values that i just can't associate with yeah well i mean yeah it's, it's funny because you mentioned like a ranch and a truck and like that's something i can connect with I mean, a lot of country songs, I mean, even re- most real country songs, I mean, don't always talk about ranches and trucks and stuff yeah. like that. They There's a lot of messages beyond that, which is another thing people don't realize about country. There's a lot of messages just beyond mm-hmm. being a cowboy. But, I mean, both the messages within being a cowboy and messages beyond that, I can connect with both. And that's part of the reason I love country so much is because mm-hmm. I can connect with the messages. I can relate them to my life. I understand what the artist is talking about and it makes sense to me. Yeah. Whereas other genres, I mean, specifically rap and pop, I just cannot relate to the songs. I think it just all comes down to that core values of the music. And that brings us back to our original point when we first started talking about music Yeah. was is what's the cause? Is it is it the listen you is it the music you listen to that causes you to get those values and then associate it with it, or is it the values that you have that cause you to lean towards that music and then start listening to that music because of those core values? Right. Yeah. And I don't know the answer. I I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, I think for me personally, with country, the country I listen to, and I would say real country in general. 
expresses good values, a good mm-hmm. moral sense of judgment, and just a general sense of respect for everything and everyone around you. Yeah. And I think that's both part of my character that has chosen those songs, but it's also those songs that helps build my character mm-hmm. because I'll listen to a song and I don't know if wholesome is the right word because it's not always the right word, but it's the values in the song that I'll hear and I'll go, that's, that's how I want to live my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can relate to this. I I want to be like the person in the song, you know, and you know, I, I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I, we can talk more about this the next time when we talk about TV shows, but I think the, a very similar concept exists there between the, the values, but I think that's in most forms of media, um, which we can talk more about the power of media in general yeah. another time when it comes to that, that core value stuff. But, um, I mean, I think that's what it mostly comes down to. We've been talking for a while. It's been an hour and eight minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. I'm, I mean, I'm sure we probably it's have... Midnight. It is. I'm sure we probably have more to say across this topic. But, I mean, if if you guys listening to this have any sort of disagreements or if you want to sure be a guest on the show, oh, let yeah. us know and we can talk more about this. Yes, we'll come back and we have people... The problem is we have two similar tastes in music to a sense. It's hard to disagree on yeah. things that we I mean, I feel, I feel like we've disagreed a little bit. We disagree. But, uh, we have different sets of music, but... I'd be curious to see what other people think. We'll have a guest on the show. That'd be interesting to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we certainly know people with <laughs> yeah, very yeah. alternate interests in music. Yeah, but... which is fun. I'd be curious to hear. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. D- diversity in music tastes is it's good. but Yes. And it's good to have conversations about it, too, because mm-hmm. I think if you're able to have a rational discussion where you're able to talk about your beliefs and explain where you're coming from that's how stuff gets solved yeah 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 i definitely agree with that principle just in general and politics today especially but we can talk about that i think we should should, yeah let's uh let's save that discussion for yet another episode yeah um talk about today's political society but uh (laughs) after the election after the election that could be our next week's episode because we're gonna be probably gonna be dude (laughs) that's probably gonna be our episode next week yeah yeah because that will be after the election that's a weird thing all right so yeah, do we do we want to call it? I think I think we could call it. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty good. Thank you for listening. This has been the gentleman of two fifty one. We will talk to you next week. Probably be about politics, seeing how the election is coming up. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you later. <laughs>